Welcome back to Sister Who, the podcast about sisterhood, hoops, and everything in between. I'm Olivia Brown, the host of this podcast. On Sister Who, I talk with women's basketball players from around the country to hear their stories and share their experiences, lessons, and wisdom with you. Jade Hines-Clark joins me on this episode of Sister Who. Jade graduated from the University of Richmond last year, where she was an 1,000-point scorer, an all-conference honoree, and a record-setter for Richmond basketball. Jade and I reflect on her time playing college basketball. She talks about the lessons she learned, the memories she made, and the impact she had, and has, on her community. Let's hear from Jade. What is one of your favorite memories of sisterhood with your teammates? That is a good one. Um, I would say there's so many good ones. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, there there really is. I would say I have two, if that's okay. Totally fine. Yeah. Um, the first one that came to my mind, freshman year, like conditioning was a, a struggle for me. Um, I really struggled to, you know, push myself beyond past where I would get to. So like, we would be doing exercises and I would just stop in the middle because I felt like I was getting to the point where I can't or I, I couldn't. Um, you know, my teammates were hard on me in the sense that they knew that I could do more. They knew that the point that I was stopping at wasn't the point that I really was going to stop at if I just continued to push through. And so, you know, I think, you know, I really think about that senior class, um, Michaela, Kylie, Alicia um, and Carly. Uh, they really pushed me and, and I think they really brought the whole team together to understand that, you know, we're in this together and, and that you can do more than what you think you could do. And I really don't think that I would have finished where I finished senior year without those four and the way that they brought our team together. Um, and I think that was kind of like the first moment because I vividly remember like stopping in conditioning or, you know, not being able, not thinking I could do something um and then by senior year i'm running a 618 mile like you, you know what i mean like if, yeah. if it wasn't for them i probably would have still ran i'm pretty sure my first mile was like a 14. i i i think i walked like yeah <laughs> i think i walked a few laps it was bad but like you know you wouldn't know that if you looked at you know what what i was doing in conditioning senior year so i think it's really because of them that i was even able to get to that point um so that's my first one. And then my second one would be, we had a situation on campus where um, it was, we don't know who did it to this day, but anonymous, um, an anonymous person wrote like racial slurs on a student at our university's doors. And after that, our president kind of called like a community get together where we all came together and talked about the different things that were happening on campus that you know, we weren't okay with or that he wasn't okay with and kind of just bringing it, bringing it to the community to just talk um, about the racial issues on campus. And, you know, I remember sitting in the room after inviting my teammates to come with me to this community session and every single one of my teammates came. Um, and, you know, I think it was really important to me to say, you know, this is going on. It would be really important to me if we all were there as a team as women's basketball, you know, to show support. Um, and during that session, you know, I remember standing up and speaking and I started to get emotional. And after I was done, like I could feel my teammates, you know, tapping my back and, you know, they were just there for me, giving me hugs. And, you know, I got a few text messages later that night. And I think that that's what sisterhood is all about. You know, you know, knowing that, you know, either your sister is processing something that's difficult or going through something um, 
and you can be there for her regardless of whether that issue touches you personally or not. Um, so I think that that's the second one that I always go to with that last class that I was a part of. Wow. That's an amazing, those are amazing two memories. Wow. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. And that's something that, I mean, transcends beyond basketball. For sure. Amazing. The second question I have is, what is one of your favorite hoops memories? Ah, all right. Favorite hoops memory. I would say it has to be my 1000 point in college. Um, it was against VCU, which VCU was one of my favorite teams to play against. Like I always loved that rivalry game. I feel like that was always one of my best games, but I, it wasn't this last year. Um, and we played, we played against VCU, and I had been in foul trouble very early, as typical Jade fashion. <laughs> um, I was in foul trouble, but um, you know, I I believe there was a minute and thirty seconds left, um, and my teammate Molly Moraz passed me the ball. I was on the three-point line, and I shot um, the three and made that for my. 1,000 points, and I think the cool thing about it was that it was on National Women and Girls in Sports Day. Um, so that was really cool. I didn't think, you know, I think I needed seven points. Yeah. And it was just, that game was just really hard. I guess, I don't know what was going on, but it was a really challenging game um, for me. And, and, you know, with the time running down, Molly passing the ball, I shot, and running back down the court, um, you know, she gave me a high five. And I think that's just one of my favorite memories. So I feel like that's where everything just kind of came together on National Women and Girls um, in Sports Day and then getting the pass for Molly, who, you know, I absolutely adore Molly. Um, so that was really special. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like an amazing moment. And yeah, so why was it being on National Women's and Girls in Sports Day? Why was that so meaningful to you? Yeah, I think it was meaningful just because, you know, with camps, you know, you, you know, this too, like, we have so many different camps and we really love working with the young girls um, that come to our camps and really think the world of us. Um, and so I think it was just a special moment to be able to do that. And I had all my family in the stands. Um, and I think, you know, even with what we're seeing right now, there's a, a large movement of women empowerment. And I just, just think it's really important that, you know, I can always just look back to that memory and say that you did this on this day. Um, just to kind of honor the incredible women in my life um, that I've had and the different, you know, young athletes that I've met and been able to work with. I think that's been awesome. Like I have a, a tattoo on my arm and it's a silhouette of a woman um, just because I have so many, like I have so many phenomenal women in my life. And I think that's, that's the biggest reason why it meant so much is because I can immediately think of that memory and just appreciate all of the women who have kind of helped me grow in many different ways. Yeah, so that a thousand points, it wasn't just for you, but it was everyone who's helped you up to that point and everyone who you're inspiring. For sure. So many people have poured into me that, you know, makes me think of that memory and why it was so special. Yeah. Wow. So let's fast forward into what you're doing now after college. So tell the listeners about Heinz Clark Co. Yeah, so I really like, I think the basis of my thought process is kind of like I've been so appreciative of everyone who's poured into me so whether it be mentors my parents you know family and friends um, I think I've grown a lot just because of those people um, and so 
actually how Heinz Clark Cove came about was, you know, we played our last game March 7th um, in Dayton. And then after that, we were home for, you know, the rest of the summer, essentially. Um, and so, you know, I know finishing senior year, that would have been the time where I appreciate all my classmates, you know, let my teammates know how much I appreciate them and, you know, talk with coaches, kind of have that like final wrap up and closure of senior year. Um, but that didn't happen. And so I was pretty down about it um, for a little bit. And then I got to thinking about what about the youth? What about folks who are in AAU right now? What about, you know, some of the youth on travel teams and what are they doing right now and how are they feeling? Um, people being recruited. And so Heinz Clark Co. really came out of my desire to kind of use the emotions and the feelings that I was feeling um, at the end of that season and, and do something good with it. Um, and so I just started locally with, you know, some of the programs that I grew up um, being in and playing basketball. And one of my coaches, Reggie, uh, Coach Reggie, she coached my um, travel team for my town. And so I got in touch with her and her players started to just have like these little one-on-one -on -one sessions um, with me and then group sessions. And we called them college chats um, where I just talked to them about my experience, which, you know, it was really helpful for me, but they also like really wanted to know what it was like. Um, and then that kind of evolved to me doing workouts with them on Zoom. And then we had workout Wednesday. So it was really fulfilling. And I feel like that's kind of what brought me out of my slump of you played your last game March 7th. You haven't seen your teammates since, Jan you know, July. Like, what do you do? Yeah. So that's kind of how Heinz Clark Co. came about. Yeah. Wow. That sounds amazing. And I know for those kids, talking to you probably meant the world to them. If I was a kid that was young and I got to talk to a college senior, that would inspire me so much. I'm sure they love it. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, I could really tell that they liked it. Yeah, that's amazing. So reflecting on your time in college basketball, what are some things that you learned that you still carry with you to this day? Yeah, I feel like we learned so much. Um, and it's interesting. I feel like we don't usually talk about you know how much we truly learn which is why I'm very appreciative to be able to do it be able to do this with you um and you know I think one of the biggest things that I've learned is how people come together like my team you would look at us and and talk to us and you'd know that we're so different in so many different ways but the ability to learn from each other I think is one of the biggest assets of a sisterhood, uh, one of the biggest assets of being on a team. We just come together and you just get to learn so much about people's culture and, you know, the way they think and um, what's important to them. So I think that has been one of the greatest um, opportunities and just carrying that wherever I go. So if I'm in work, in a work situation, like I really value getting to know my teammates, my team members. And I guess the other thing that I've learned from basketball is just persistence, um, perseverance, you know, trying to always be one step ahead of the game in anything. So, you know, I, right now I'm in grad school and, you know, I have a planner where I write everything out on my planner. You know, I've learned that if you don't, if you don't have it down, if you don't have your, your schedule or your plan for the next day, the night before, then you've already wasted the day. And I think that's one of the things that basketball has taught me too. Because um, if I wake up and I have a 6 a.m. lift, but I haven't woken up, you know, if I didn't plan that, you right. know, I, my whole day is off. Yeah. Um, and so I think those are the two biggest 
the two biggest things, yeah. Yeah, those are great lessons. It seemed like you did a lot at Richmond. So one of the groups that you co-founded was, it was called Shades of Pride. So will you tell listeners about this group, why it's important to have a group like this on campus and what that group meant to you? Yeah, Um, Shades of Pride I co-founded with Dom Harrington, um, who is a, a phenomenal friend of mine. And, you know, one day I was just thinking, I'm a part of the LGBTQ community and I take a lot of pride in that. And I was just thinking, I was like, I feel like I don't know other black and brown LGBTQ folks on campus. It was my junior year. And so, you know, I've heard a lot of times um, that if you don't feel like you have a space, you create it. Um, And if you want to create it, then go ahead and and do it. And, And so, that's kind of how Shades of Pride came about. And it's an affinity group for black and brown um, students um, at the University of Richmond. And it was really nice to just build community and, and talk with folks about what they were going through or how we could support each other in different ways on campus and, and the different struggles that LGBTQ folks face. So I think it was just nice to, to have that space. But, you know, I'm, I'm a huge believer in affinity groups. Um, in many ways, I think teams function as affinity groups. Um, and so it's nice to have a group where you feel like you can be yourself um, and you can show up and, and people are going to accept you no matter what, because, you know, they know they know what it's like to not be accepted on the other end. You are clearly a leader in that space on the basketball court, now off the basketball court. So what characteristics do you think that a leader possesses and what do you see in yourself that makes yourself a great leader? Um, you're asking great questions. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, I, I know leadership is so different. And, and um, I'm glad you asked both because I would say that, you know, there's many different forms and shapes that leaders' um, personalities, their traits can, can look like. Um, and I... I almost hesitate to give you an answer of, you know, what I think the traits or personalities of, of a leader is, um, because I know so many different, so many different leaders. And I think overall, I would say in my view, a leader is somebody who stands up for what they believe in. Um, they bring others to the table um, and they're always looking for ways to learn. I think those would be my, my three main Um, characteristics that I think no matter what your personality trait, those are the things that you're looking to do as a leader. For me, I think the traits that make me a leader are the fact that I am, you know, willing to be vulnerable. Um, I think that that has really gotten me a long way is just really, you know, kind of letting my guard down to let people in, but also, you know, doing the same for others. And then I would say, you know, like I said before, Um, standing up for what I believe in, you know, bringing others to the table, um, you know, and constantly trying to figure out how I can learn. I think those are the things that I've really tried to focus on. um, And and I've grown through basketball, through having different teammates. And I think just being a constant learner, I feel, is what makes somebody a leader. And that's kind of what I've tried to do, too. Wow. I mean, I've never really thought of that, the continual ability to learn and grow as leadership. That's phenomenal. How has being both a collegiate athlete, and you are, I would say, an advocate 
I don't know if you like mm-hmm. label yourself as an advocate, but I see you as an advocate. Yeah. How have being both a collegiate athlete and an advocate helped shape the person that you are? Yeah, I think, you know, we've seen that women in sports specifically, but sports, I feel like we're, we are the leaders, right? So we're constantly viewed as leaders just due to our participation in sport. And so I think it makes it easy to take a stance on something um, and really, you know, know what your values are internally so that you can also kind of live that out. And, you know, I think it's helped shape me because even in sports where we are the leaders, there has been kind of delays in different areas of of what sports are going to get behind and what they're going to back. And so I think it's in my career, it's kind of been a balance of, okay, I am a leader in this sports arena, um, but how willing is the sports or sport culture to back this other thing that I want to advocate for, for example. Um, And so I think, that's kind of helped me to learn, you know, what's feasible and, and different approaches to different initiatives and getting things done. And so, like I mentioned, that the persistent and, and perseverance before, I think with anything you're trying to advocate for, you've got to continue to push and you've got to continue to have conversations. Um, and I think when you bring sports into the mix, it can sometimes make it harder, but I think it's, it's, it's worth it at the end of the day. Um, I think at, at U of R, for example, like I was out and I've, I've been out for a very long time. And I feel like it, I felt like it was almost my responsibility, you know, as a, an LGBTQ um, member of the community to not just be complacent in that I'm comfortable in being out because I know there's a lot of folks that don't have that privilege. Um, and so how can I use my platform to advocate for them or you know, use my voice to uplift those who can't use their voice in that moment due to the different things that they're going through. Um, So yeah, I think that's one of the things that I've kind of always thought about is making sure that even fans in the stand, like they knew who Jade Hines Clark was. I didn't want it to be just Jade Hines Clark, number one, the basketball player. You know, they need to know that I'm a black woman. I identify as LGBTQ so they can truly understand what it is to to, you know, live in that way. So, yeah. So for some sense, it's, if you're going to support me on the basketball court, then you have to support who I am as a full person. Yep. And, and we've seen that, we've seen that all summer, you know, we've seen that for a very long time, um, you know, due to the recent events that have happened um, this past year, but also this, this is not something that, this is not a new conversation. You know, people have been advocating for, um, themselves for a very long time and just like you said if you're going to support me every night I step on the court in this number one jersey then you should also support me when I'm off the court and in the different things that that I'm going through but yeah wow this is so great thank you Jane, for sharing <laughs> this I mean it's, it's amazing so we'll end the interview on this last question this is a question I ask for every interview what is one of your favorite quotes and why is it important to you in your life? Wow. I would, I would say this has been my quote since my junior year of high school. It's a part of a poem and the quote is made weak by time and fate, but strong in will to strive, to seek, to find, and not to yield. And that's, one of my all-time favorite quotes. It was my senior quote for my high school yearbook. Um, 
But I think the message there is great. Like, you know, time, time may weaken us. Um, we may get, you know, we may get less strong as time goes on. And the different things that are out of our control may, may weaken us and, and, and um, have effects on our strength. But we're strong in that we are able to continue to go forward. So we're, we're able to strive. We're able to seek new opportunities. We're able to find out more about the world and find out more about different um, identities or situations um, and not to yield. So we, we don't stop. You know what I mean? So regardless of what comes our way, there is always a way that you can continue to progress and move forward. Um, and so I think that's that's a quote that I've always just kind of thought about. I haven't gotten it tattooed yet, but maybe in the near yeah. future. <laughs> um, but I think it's a great quote. Um, every time I think about it, I just think about the fact that we have the opportunity to continue to move forward despite what's ahead. Wow. That's a phenomenal quote. And it kind of goes into what you've learned through college basketball of persistence. Yeah. Wow. Well, Jade, thank you so much. I had so much fun talking to you. Absolutely. I appreciate you for doing this. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sister Hoop. If you enjoyed the episode, write a review telling me how you feel. All feedback is appreciated. Thanks again. And as always, I'll see you in the gym.